eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So primarily this is a Dallas Stars podcast. Mm -hmm. So I want to play a game where I ask you, your Jim Nill, you say yes or no as far as you're going to give up these players. and. Do you want one of these as a major piece in a deal? In other words, I don't have the first round pick. Therefore, Correct. you need to give me this player. Mm-hmm. Ready to go? Yep, let's do it. Okay. So start with the Dallas Stars perspective and then go to the opposing team perspective. Okay. Or, Louis, hey, you're a co host yeah. on this podcast. You do whatever you want. <laughs> uh, Wyatt mm-hmm. Johnston. Uh, I'm not trading by Johnson. Okay. <laughs> Is that a major piece in a deal for the other team? Um, I, I don't, I don't think it's, I think it's a space. The other team would obviously be smart to ask for Wyatt Johnston, but, uh, Wyatt Johnson's not going to move. He's a, he's pretty much, a, he's going to be a non-starter for this group. Okay. Um, and with, so. Ty Delandria. He is, uh, He's moved in the right deal. I would, I wouldn't, if I'm Dallas, uh, for the right piece, um, I'm, I'm moving Ty Delandria. As much as I like what Delandria has done and he's found some good chemistry and everything like that, I think Ty Delandria has kind of shown us who he is. He's a good, m- good middle six forward, works hard. Those guys, there's a lot of those guys in the NHL. And if I'm getting someone who is, so I'm, I'm someone asked for title Andrea, I'm not hanging up the phone. And if I'm another team, I would like a title Andrea. So um, it's, it it really would depend on what type of deal we're talking about. Logan Stankoven. It's gotta be a long-term, it's gotta be a long-term return. If I'm Dallas, it's not a blank. No but it's got to be a player who is uh it's not a rental and it's a player that's got term. So very hard to see something like that happening. Um, 
very hard to see a reality where that happens. So you have Stank over and actually more valuable than Wyatt Johnson. Um, no, I okay. over. I have him more. I have him more valuable than Ty Delandria. Got it. Got it. Okay. All right. So I, I put I put Johnston and I put Johnston and Stankoven kind of in that same class. Of, yeah. I like if someone if someone comes to me and they're like, "Hey, we want Wyatt Johnston." I'm like, "No," and they're like, well, "We want like it's I'm like, "No, I'm willing to offer them Ty Delandria instead." Right. That's and kind of- and for those listening out there, what we're doing is is Sean's playing Jim Nill's role, and Sean is playing the opposing team. Would I want this player uh, to build around as a major chip in the trade? So. Um, and this is long term. Let's 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 be clear. Like yeah. sometimes people get lost on stuff like this. They'll be like, "Oh, you think Title Andrea? You you would put you would Logan Stankoven has done anything?" Like you got to think about long term planning as well. And Title Andrea is well, he's going to get better, but he's also twenty two. He's got he's got he's going to. I, I feel a lot of NHL players kind of hit their prime at that twenty three twenty four age. So he's a good player, but I think. Logan Stankoven is going to be even more of that dynamic player that that in the long run that that I don't want to part with. Okay. Maverick Bork. Once again, I have a hard time parting with him. It's, it's that trio of him, Johnston and, um, and Stankoven. I have a very hard time parting with them. Bork for me is the one that, I'm a little bit Jim Nill. I think it's no for me. If I'm pulling the trigger, I could be convinced for the right deal. Um, I like Maverick Bork a lot. I also am a little bit more of a curmudgeon sometimes when it comes to guys in the AHL because I've seen so many guys who like, oh, this guy's going to be great. This guy's going to be great. And they just never flip the switch. And so I'm. I'm not as sold on Maverick Bork as I know the Stars organization is. I think for the Stars, it's a no. For me, I'd be willing to. Um, it's not ending my phone call if it's me. Thomas Harley, defenseman. I'm, I'm willing to trade Thomas Harley. Okay. On that same blue line, you acquired Nils Lundqvist. Would you trade Nils Lundqvist as part of a deal? Um, only if I'm getting a uh, right shot defenseman who's under 25 years old. Okay. <laughs> like, no. so no. <laughs> All right. Leon Bischel. Uh, who was just drafted by the stars. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm not, he's not a no, like he's, he's been fine, but he's not, no, like I'd be willing to Leon Bischel's it's, I I'm okay. I'm okay. Trading Leon Bischel for the right deal. So, I mean, okay. uh, uh, He's, it would be, it would have to be the right deal, but I'm also not, I'm also not saying we have to, you have to hold on to him over something else. So am I missing anybody? Um, let's see. Maybe a Christian Mm. Kiru or (laughs) now I'm getting deep into my list. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I don't see anyone on the active roster minus Johnston and Delandria that a team um, could make the call to Jim Nill, and Jim Nill would say, you know, I mean, Jim Nill probably would listen to those two players. I clearly he's not going to listen to Robertson, not going to listen to Ottinger. You know, those those are fixtures. So I can't really yeah, think I mean, of anyone on the team. Uh, I, no, and I yeah, and the stars don't have like people always want the team to go and get stuff and everything like that, but 
the Stars don't really have a lot of those assets that a rebuilding team would want. Like, I mean, it's and so unless you're willing to trade one of those top end prospects, you don't have you don't have a first or a third round pick this year. You don't have you so you you only have two picks. You only have one pick in the first three rounds. Your second round pick is going to be treated like gold, whether that's right or wrong. And no, and Jim already traded away his fourth round picks in 2024 and 2025. So if you're looking at the type of deal Dallas is going to make, it's not going to be the sexy move. It's going to be the fifth rounder, fourth rounder for that depth guy where it's like, okay, well, I, I guess this does something. I guess this adds something, but I it just, they don't really have the capital to, to be, to, to shop the way that, unless you can, I mean, for me, they don't really have the capital to go shopping the way some of these other teams do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and one of the other reasons I like playing this game and talking about it is for people that follow the Dallas stars, I think you have to look at both sides. And yes. when you look at it from purely the Dallas star side, you would say, we'll give you Gurionov and name player here. That's just that's just not a thought starter, um, and that just doesn't bring value because you have an expiring contract, and it's just not, you know, maybe a team oh, would contact you and say, sure, I'll give you a fourth rounder for him or a fifth rounder, and that well, might even Gur- be. Gurianov's a different case, though, because he is an RFA. Yeah, he's an so RFA, yeah. So Gurianov's a different case. It's just like the whole thing right now where um, – Honestly, like let's 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 talk about the if there's a guy who if, if you're if you're Dallas, right? Like to me, not a lot of the rentals really move the needle. But I would be like if you're talking, hey, pie in the sky, let me be the GM, let me hop in the in the GM's chair, right? Like I get full keys to the full keys to the kingdom on this, right? Mm-hmm. I'm calling my pal Tom Holy over at San Jose. And I'm trying to get Timo. I mean, I know it's and obviously Tom's the assistant GM there, but the great Dallas connection, right? Uh, I'm calling Tom Holy. Come Holy, and I'm talking and the brass over at San Jose to get Timo Meyer into Dallas as an RFA, and then I'm willing to start looking at. I'm willing to start parting with Gurionov. I'm willing to part with Harley. I'm even willing to discuss trading a pick or one of those other top prospects if i can get timo meyer as an rfa who i can lock in long term who is 26 a dynamic player those are the that's the type of trade where if you let me into the gm chair i'm that's the one where that's where i'm swinging for i'm not i don't really i think dallas has enough of all the other pieces like that's that's where i'm going i'm going after timo meyer that's that that would be my if, I, if Jim lets me, if I get snuck into Jim's office, that's where I'm going. I'm trying, so. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
And for those that don't know, Columbus was dealt, I mean, besides having a rough year, kind of a blow at the trade deadline where Gustav Nyquist is uh, down with an injury. So that's too bad because I think they could have got a nice chip for him. I, I still think they, I actually think Dallas still actually could be in on Nyquist. Okay. Uh, because there there is some, there's been some rumblings that Nyquist is actually going to be healthy enough to play the playoffs, play in the playoffs, which means for a team trading for him, they would, uh, he, his value is almost higher and lower at the same time right now. Um, you have, uh, you could trade for Nyquist as long as you can fit him under the cap as right away under the deal. And then you could put him on long-term IR and then he could be cleared in time for the playoffs. You would basically get a, a free piece in the playoffs. And, uh, it's it's kind of a it's kind of that space where I think some team is going to be make that smart deal, where it'll be like a conditional like fourth for Nyquist, where it'll be like a fourth round pick that becomes a third if he plays X amount of games or something like that. Like I think some team is going to make that deal and if they're going to be happy with it. Um, I don't know if Dallas will be that team because as we said they don't really have a lot of the pick capital to take risks. But if I'm a team that's got multiple picks and capital like that. I'm I'm taking a look into that. Where do you think Patrick Kane's going to end up? Mm-hmm. I would have said the like the Rangers seemed like such a seemed like the spot. Obviously, before they went and got um, before they went and got uh, Tarasenko. Um, hmm. That's it. Minnesota can't afford it, right? Yeah, you know where it's gonna. You know where it probably ends up. Like it's the one that Boston. No, it's probably gonna be Vegas. Oh, like yeah. it's like I mean, it's gonna be. It's probably gonna be Vegas, and then they're gonna. I mean, but aren't you? If you're if you're Bruce Cassidy, if you're that organization, and you see Nick Suzuki skating around the ice, and you see these prospects that have gone to other teams and done well because the pressure is on since that first year, um. To, to bring home that cup to Vegas, you really haven't built. And my point is, is you're down stone. You're down your goalie, basically. I mean, mm-hmm. isn't it just kind of a year where you just say, hey, it just wasn't our year. Injuries took it's, us. They're in first in the Pacific Division. I know. It's what's so weird. I agree. Like, I, I just... Like, no, I, the, uh, and and you know what I shouldn't I shouldn't there, care that they're mortgaging their future I really shouldn't care there, but at some no, point yeah, there, there's no down years for Vegas yeah the, the ownership there the ownership there Bill Foley doesn't believe in down years he doesn't believe in going after I mean it's and so on top of that with Stone's LTIR and everything like that you get Stone back game two three of the playoffs all of a sudden you have Mark Stone and Patrick Kane like it just and feels like yeah yeah it just feels like another. I mean, Vegas has the Vegas story. And I think we've touched on this podcast. If we're not, I'll say it right now. The Vegas story isn't that they 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 drafted well in the expansion draft. I actually don't think they did. Um, I The biggest story is that they've been willing to break so many of the things that used to be faux pas in the NHL. Like, they aggressively manipulate the cat more than any team ever has. They're willing to play. They're willing to go and 
play played multiple games with one less skater because of being so close to the cap and not being able to able to call a guy up. And so that's the story of Vegas. They're basically willing to, and pun intended here, they're willing to gamble on the fringes of what used to be, uh, yeah, we don't do that. That's that, that, that's against, that's against the norm. And that's what Vegas is. And if I, I could see, I have a feeling like I look across when it comes to cap space and getting things done. I feel like you wouldn't be crazy saying uh, Patrick Kane ends up with either with maybe either Vegas or and I want to check myself real quick before I say this. But if you're okay, we're just among friends. I, I know it's uh, <laughs> no, but like if if you're if you can make it, if if you can make it work, it'd be really tough. You'd have to move a piece out. But like, would you move? Would you be willing to give up on if you're Seattle? Let me let me know where I'm going with this in Seattle. If you're Seattle, would you, and you're you're at a team right now that's got about one. You got about two and a half million in cap space, deadline space right now. So you still got some work to do. Would you be willing to give up on a Alexander Wenberg? for Patrick Kane to be your 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 horse trying to go and in, into the playoffs. I, I, I don't would. know like I I, I I would I would I I would personally do it. Like it's GMs get overly attached to their guys, but yeah. like but like if I'm Seattle, I have like I'm looking at their thing right now like Seattle has a war chest of picks, right? They have this coming year they have three second rounders. Next year they've got two third rounders. Like if I'm Seattle, I have this capital, I have this spot. I'm finding a way to make that work. And because I know it's, I, I, I want to out Vegas Vegas on this. And that's that's where I go if I'm Seattle on this. Because what is the one thing we talk about with Seattle, right? We're like, they're good. They're deep. They get a lot of scoring from all over. But who's the guy? Who's the guy when you need? Who's 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 the one main guy? And I I, I love Matty Beneers, but like, yeah, I don't think Matty Beneers is, uh, like, I, I, Matty Beneers needs a wingman. So like, who better than, Patrick Kane. So I, if I'm Seattle, I'm trying to out Vegas Vegas on this one before it happens. Okay. We get two more quick topics before we yeah. go on this Friday. Uh, this has been a blast. It's one Oh five, three, the fans spits and suds. Sean Shapiro is EP ringside Shap shots. You can follow him at Sean Shapiro. I'm at GJ spittle. So Seattle looking back, cause you were covering the team with that expansion draft. Mm-hmm. Take us back. Why didn't the Stars retain Jamie Alexiak? Was it based on salary with the hope that they would be able to sign John Klingberg? Um, so, sort of. It was at the reality. It is, is was they just didn't Jamie Jamie. They just didn't think Jamie Alexiak was a four point six million dollar player. Okay. And that, that's the reality of it. And um, I actually think Seattle was incredibly like, I still look at how Seattle did their expansion draft and I still don't understand why. And maybe this is a faux pas thing. Like you could assign Jamie Alexiak to that deal on July 1st and, or whatever the proper day was, because we were still dealing with COVID 
numbers get moved around time to time. They still could assign Jamie Alexiak to that deal and picked another Dallas player. Like, I, I, I think, like, if I'm Dallas, I don't think Jamie Alexiak is a, I don't like, he's been good. I don't, I just don't think he's a $4.6 million player. Um, so it was part of it was the thought that, like, okay, you could use that money this place or that place. But at the end of the day, the stars just saw that number and saw what Seattle was willing to give them. And they're like, that's just, we don't think Jamie Alexiak is that, is that type of player. We don't think Jamie Alexiak is a five year, 4.6 against the cap guy. And I think they would be, I don't know. It's, I, I think the future will tell who was right, whether them or Seattle was right. I think for Seattle, it was a no risk move because they were a brand new franchise and who knows where it goes. But I think from Dallas's perspective, in a vacuum, and let me be clear, people, I'm talking about in a vacuum. I'm not talking about you didn't sign Jimmy Lexac, so you had to do these other things. In a vacuum, if you had signed Jamie Alexiak, would you be happy with how much he was making in his play? I, I, I don't know the answer to that, and um, and I, I think it's uh, I think sometimes it's okay to let a player move on at the right time, just like we talked about with Klingberg, where it was the Stars got what they needed out of John Klingberg. They got surplus value for a first round pick, and at the end of the day, they made the right decision to not sign him again. And okay. so I, I think I'm okay with. Alexiak in Seattle on that like now I can be unhappy with some other moves they made around that but at the same time the Alexiak move itself I'm not disappointed with that okay I I want to do a deep dive at some other point or we could talk about it now about restricted free agency I I think the time that it needs to be lifted as far as these teams got to start going after some of these players um you know I mean I understand salary and I understand what you have to give up but at the same time it's like you know I would think with premium talent you know why not do the offer sheets yeah that's uh we really should have a whole show about yeah that. no I know I, I know I, I know I, I don't I don't want to go too down far down that okay we'll 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 bookmark we, it we, folks and we'll yeah. do it yeah, we'll bookmark it and we'll do it because I mean Jake Ottinger comes to mind. I know some people might not have thought that he's the goal he is today, but at the same time, I mean, if you have the opportunity to get what I think is an elite goalie, why not take that chance? 